Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey gang, welcome. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. My name is Zach Brittle. I'm here with Laura Heck. There's just really one thing I want to say in this episode, which is basically this. Solve your solvable problems. Solve your solvable problems. There are going to be all kinds of problems all the time that you have, most of which are going to be perpetual problems. They're going to be around forever. They're going to bug you. The thing that you found charming at the beginning of the relationship is going to drive you crazy. Um, Probably already does. Um, And that is the real work of staying in a relationship and figuring that stuff out is the, is the real work of staying in a long-term committed relationship. But in the meantime, solve your solvable problems, solve your solvable problems. There will always be things that you can't do, but there are always also things that you can do, do those things. And if you're not convinced just by my intro, then listen to the whole episode. This is a very cool conversation. Stick around. I'm shaking. How much? I'm feeling kind of, um... I've been in like a, such a weird state of just like un, not be feeling motivated and I don't know, just mm-hmm. haven't really gotten a ton done, which is unfortunate because I have a lot I need to be doing. I did just finish and maybe this is an experience, but um, I had finals week basically last week, which is sounds in sex school in sex school. <laughs> sounds so funny, but you know, like you, you push, 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 and then it's done and over with. And then you get a, like a little three week break. So now I'm on my spring break and I'm actually getting ready to go on spring break. We're going to road trip with my inner sprinter van. Okay. I'm, really, I'm excited. So we leave on Tuesday. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. When um, this episode comes out, I will be packing up and heading on out. Yeah, that's cool. I um, and you look you you're all sweaty. You worked out today already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I my my running coach is not very happy with me because he is one of three things that I'm trying to do. I'm as a <laughs> really successful triathlete. Uh, running mm-hmm. is only one component, and I'm pretty sure that my running coach is like watching my Strava and basically saying like, "Hey." you haven't ran today. What's that about? And I'm like, but I did bike and lift just so you know, I'm going swimming tomorrow. But yeah, Yeah. I ran today and it felt great. And you were on your bike when I was trying to get a hold of you. So that's cool. Yeah. I did my 600th ride on my Peloton today and I was trying to get a shout out from my trainer, but she didn't, she didn't 
talk to me today. It made me sad. 600 I was on this, so much. I'm on this big high from last week when the guy responded to my Instagram mm-hmm. message and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, important people love me. And now mm-hmm. I'm on like a, like I'm on a super duper low because my trainer doesn't say my name yeah. on this television. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, well. Were you going to ask me about my haircut? No, I was going to, I was going to make zero comments about your physical appearance today. I shaved my head. Mm-hmm, I see that. There's more gray on the sides of your head than I realized with your haircut so short. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. No, it was weird. I had this really weird experience. I, when I was in Mexico a couple of times, I, I, I caught myself in the mirror and I saw my dad. Uh-oh. I know. It's weird. Like, and I, people will know, maybe you know, I, I wasn't in a relationship with my dad for about the last 20 years of his mm-hmm. life, um, or maybe 15 years of his life, which has been about 10 years ago. So, But the weird thing is, I am now the age that kind of I remember him being my dad. Really? Right. So, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was parenting me in his late forties and early fifties. Okay. So the guy I remember is a is 45, 55 year old yeah. man and he wore his hair a lot longer. So I saw him in the, saw him in the mirror and I was and like, you're nope. like, Oh, time to buzz that. <laughs> Shaved it all up. <laughs> yeah. I've been Which noticing. A, I, I look down at my hands. I actually grow my nails out. Um, from time to time. And when I grow them out, it's a way of being like, nope, I'm not going to have mom hands. These hands aren't going to resemble my mom's. My mom has very like vascular hands. Um, and my dad too, they kind of have similar looking hands. And so I try to like move in that direction. I do not want my hands to look like my mother's hands. Right on. Yeah. yeah. Plus my hair was just kind of unruly and I couldn't manage it at all, but I still, um, I'm still carrying my comb in my pocket. Oh, yeah, I just can't part with it. It <laughs> <laughs> oh, was so good. I love when I don't know that you're going to have a dad joke. It cracks me up. Okay, hold on. I have to. This is a shout out for my son's teacher, who okay. is he's so corny. His his delivery okay. of his jokes is like you know he kind of gives you that like wink wink like uh, here comes a joke. I'm saying it yeah. now. I said it. It was really funny. <laughs> Yours are like, you don't know when they're coming, but I sent an email to him yesterday and I said, Hey, I got to pull my kid out uh, at one He's got to go to the dentist. We'll be back by, by two fifteen. And he said, please tell me he did not make a pullout joke. No, he did not make a pullout <laughs> joke, but he said, it's too bad. You're not returning at two thirty. And then he wrote out tooth <laughs> hurdy. And I was just like, Oh man, that's pretty funny. man. Yeah. It's good joke. I think it would be super creepy if you're like, seven-year-old son's teacher made a pull-out joke for you well he will look at me like when he's ready to make some kind of an inappropriate pun and he'll be like i'll i'll keep that one to myself and i'm like "Mm, Mm -hmm. we're on the same page we both have minds in the gutter i get it uh what's impacting your practice like what's happening in your world by the way lots of people coming out of the woodwork for therapy right now it seems to be Mm -hmm. like quite the uptick and in new Uh, like over the weekend, I remember I returned maybe four emails of people looking for a clinician. I was just like, wow, wow, wow. It's mm-hmm. really happening. Something's going on with folks. Something's in the water. Something's in the water. You guys are Part drinking. of what's happening is people are getting to go outside again. Yeah. I mean, not outside, but like things are opening up and right. maybe that means we get to open up therapy too. Mm. Well, I've always been open. <laughs> Wide open. No? That You know that Zach and I are huge fans of getting support, and that is why we have partnered with BetterHelp to put you in contact with licensed professional counselors in your area. 
tap into the world's largest network of licensed, accredited, and experienced counselors who can help you with a range of issues, including depression, anxiety, trauma, grief, relationships, and more. With BetterHelp's counselors, you get the same professionalism and quality that you would expect from an in-office counselor. With the ability to communicate when and how you want, whether it be messaging, through the phone, or video conferencing. The matching process is quick but thorough. Look, I know that a lot of therapists are booked out and difficult to get into, but don't let that stop you from getting the support that you need. The cost is less than half of what Zach and I charge, which is kind of unheard of. And when you register with BetterHelp, you are supporting Marriage Therapy Radio. Go to trybetterhelp.com MTR. So it's trybetterhelp.com forward slash MTR to register with BetterHelp. T-R-Y-B-E-T-T-E-R, help, H-E-L-P.com forward slash M-T-R, and you receive a special discount as a Marriage Therapy Radio listener. You had something, though, that you were pumped up about. I have a little bit of a Jones to talk about something. I had a a session with the clients a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I'm going to totally do a podcast on this. And it was basically something that we talk about all the time, which is the idea of part of what you have to learn to do to just stay sane and connected is solve your solvable problems. Okay. Um, so we know that there's two kinds of problems in a relationship, um, sort of classically in the model that we adopted, mm-hmm. the Gottman method. And mm-hmm. those two kinds are, what are they, Laura? Well, I'm glad you asked, Zach. They're solvable problems and they're re-perpetual. <laughs> I was so, going to say, <laughs> and they're perpetual problems. Yeah. 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 So perpetual problems, of course, are the ones that, that, you know, they, they're just baked in. They're there. They just are part of the deal. Yeah. Right. You're a boy, you're a girl, you are an introvert, you're an extrovert, you're messy, you're neat. Mm-hmm. You, you know, are from South Florida and you're from Alaska. Like they're just things that are not going to change. They just, yeah. are, and you kind of just have to deal. You, your parents were divorced. Your parents were married. You came from a family of seven. You came from a family of and you're an only child, like whatever it is, that's going to create tension that you can't manage uh, or that you can manage, but you mm-hmm. can't solve. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people get into a lot of trouble because they try to solve those. Um, right. And my bias, of course, and the bias thing in general is you can't. So why don't we just figure out, like, let's just decide to be kind or be compassionate mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. be Have some accept empathy. influence or all Accepting. of these other things. Yes. Mm-hmm. So... All of that is everything we talk about all the time, all, everywhere. Yeah. Then there's this other kind of problem, which is the solvable kind. And, you know, um, I just was like, I was talking to this couple and I was like, you could do this or you could do this. Or I go, oh, you know what? You could solve it this way. Or let me tell you how we solved it this way. And I just felt like part of what I and you and those of us who are like kind of in the therapy world get to do, we have this benefit of hearing tons and tons and tons of ways that people solve solvable problems. 100%. And most people, they only hear like their own way or maybe their neighbor's way. Mm-hmm. And so they don't have a lot of creativity. Creati- I mean, that creativity is a really good point. Like we have the pleasure as therapists of hearing kind of the same solvable problems walk into our office over and over and over. And one solvable problem that I see couples come up against all the time is when we give the 
sort of um, homework assignment or we say, hey, I think it'd be really helpful if you guys create a ritual in your relationship where you're just connecting at the end of the day, at some point throughout the day and just sit down and say, hey, honey, how was your day? Tell me about what's going on in your life. Just kind of like love mapping what's happening, what the burdens are, what's the worries, the concerns, whatever. And the solvable problem that keeps coming up is we can't find time. We can't figure out how to make this actually become a ritual. And I can't tell you how creative couple after couple after couple have come into my office and I get to hear how creative they are. Like one couple, I don't know if they listen to the podcast, uh, but she would take a nightly bath. And so what he would do is this is like the kids would go to bed. She'd go into the bathtub. She'd take a bath is that he would pull a chair up next to the bathtub and that's when they would have their ritual. And all they did was took an existing thing that was in place and then they just sort of said, this is now the time when we're going to start doing, you know, our, our stress reducing conversation. Another couple when they were both working from offices is every day during their lunch break, they would sit down and they would FaceTime each other for 20 minutes and they would eat their little brown bag lunches and they would FaceTime and they would do their stress reducing conversation. There's so much creativity that's built into how to solve the problem that it is really interesting to see how we get very narrow minded, um, trying to solve our own problems. But when you're working on a solvable problem with your therapist, it's really neat to be able to have your, you know, your blinders kind of taken off for a second, just so you can explore some of the other options sure. that you might not be aware of. Yeah. So the, the, the perpetual problem in what you're describing for these couples is they're busy, right? Right. Every, you know what? Everybody's busy and yeah. you're never going to be less busy. I always taunt my clients by saying, Oh, you're busy. Um, okay. How about this? How about I give you, and I, I actually can do this. I can, if I snap my fingers right now, I'm going to give you eight extra hours. You're just going to, you're going to have eight extra hours that nobody else has in their week. So 168 hours in the week, you were going to have 176. Okay. Uh, did that, does that solve your problem? And they're like, no. Yeah. No. Cause I, I would just do more of the stuff I already do. I yeah. was like, exactly. So busy isn't your issue. It's kind of, um, how are you going to make time? And, mm-hmm. you know, you're talking about, um, you know, these kind of rituals of connection around stress reduction or whatever else. And I'm just like, you know, Part of it, yeah, it's just kind of seizing some time back. And I think people go, oh, we don't have time. And I'm like, well, really? Because, I mean, you could wake up a half an hour on earlier on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. And you just, got a, you just got a half an hour back. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I'm not telling you to wake up a half an hour earlier all the time. I'm just saying. But, um, but by the way, speaking of sleep, this is kind of how the conversation started with this couple. Because they have a young kid. And I told them these two stories that I always tell about. Rebecca and I, when we were trying to solve a perpetual problem, our perpetual problem, you might remember, is Abby did not sleep through the night for five years. Wow. Like she was, she was a bad trauma sleeper and it it almost drove us insane. Mm -hmm. And at one point we got to the part where we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. We started taking turns sleeping by week. So I would I would get mm-hmm. to sleep for the whole week mm-hmm. through the night. And Rebecca would become a zombie who was miserable and and off and you know, terrible. Yeah. And then and then she, and then we would tap, tag out and then I, and then she would sleep for the week. Yeah. And so what we didn't have was two perpetually exhausted, mm-hmm. angry, 
frustrated people. Yeah. Uh, we had one person who was, you know, especially exhausted. And then one person who was fully like basically fully functional. And that helped us solve the solvable part of the perpetual problem. Yeah. The other one that we, that we, that I talk about, and again, I just got these for days, but you know, you might remember that when, when both of our girls were uh, young enough to like, like just kind of need attention in the morning, we would lay in bed on Saturday and Sunday and play this game called guess who can pretend to be asleep the longest. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and, um, and I was better. I was just better at this game. That's amazing. So, yeah. And the, so the cost was Rebecca would get up and she would, you know, make waffles and go on a walk and solve more peace and all this other stuff. And then I would wake up and she'd be tired and sad. And I would, I'd, I would say something like, why didn't you wake me up? You could have just helped with me. I totally mm-hmm. would have got up. I don't mind. Which made it worse. So that we're under a whole weekend. And so the way we found out about that was we just decided dad gets up on Saturday. Mom gets up on Sunday. Yeah. Period. Yeah. The end. Solve the solvable problem. Right. So no arguments. Uh, so um, something similar has kind of occurred in our household, which it's never really occurred. And is that I am, I wake up in the mornings um, and I am like, I shoot up 530 AM. I'm the one that's like making the coffee and running around getting breakfast going and all that. And Ryan will kind of hang out in bed and do his thing. He gets a special delivery cup of coffee by 7 AM from his amazing, beautiful wife. But on the weekends, the agreement. What do you do? That, that's funny. That's funny. I'm the amazing, beautiful wife. Are you, what are you, coffee. Oh, you're the amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. Were, I would have the other one. So confusing. On Saturdays though, the agreement is that everybody gets to rest. And the problem is that I still feel very anxious sitting in bed, laying in bed. It's like 9am. Mm-hmm. I've been awake for two hours and I'm just supposed to lay here in bed and enjoy the snuggle time. Like just supposed to watch a show on, on the phone and read like that's not going to work for me. So we've actually solved the problem by having me do my running groups on on like 8 a.m. on Saturday mornings. It's been the best thing for us because I get out of the house. I feel productive. I have something to do in the mornings. When I come back, the boys are done loafing around. They're ready now to start their day. And they didn't feel the guilt of me kind of hanging out going, when are you going to get out of bed? And it's it's been such a perpetual tension in our household until this thing happened where I had to leave the house to go for my running group. It wasn't something I came up with and was like, hey, I should probably just like go do this thing. Just happens to be that the running is on Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. So Mm -hmm. I guess, I don't know, sometimes these problems will solve themselves, but it's not because of my own creativity, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I guess. I don't know. Well, but I think it's just being on the lookout for it, right? This couple that was in my office, they have pretty erratic schedules. She has a a job in medicine where her schedule just kind of rotates quite a bit mm-hmm. based on the hospital need, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then he has another job that's also a little bit erratic. So they have two kinds of competing, they have two kinds of days right. in their in their life. They have days when she's needs to be at the hospital and they have days where she does it. And that's kind of the, that's the one thing that is kind of the part of it. And we just started talking about, you know, and and, and a lot of their pain comes from on a daily basis, they are off balance and unsettled and confused and sometimes resentful about the way, you know, who's going to take the kid here or who's going to wake up and wait, you're tired. I'm the one who had to end it, but I'm the also like just a lot of this, like kind of baked in perpetual struggle. Yeah. And so we just started talking about, let's get a calendar okay, and let's make all the days that you have to be at the hospital, we'll call those blue days. Okay. And all the days that you're not at the hospital, we'll call those green days. Mm-hmm. And then maybe there's a third color, there's orange days so that you can look at the calendar and go, oh, it's a blue day. So all of these things are going to happen 
or oh, it's a green day. So now these options are available. Oh, it's an orange day. And I love the way we you didn't say assign. Orange. What's that? I love the way you say orange. Orange? Orange. You say orange. 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 Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, the, the point was they, they weren't going to be able to solve the part that they had tension in their life around the job schedule. Right. But they could take a little piece of control back. And the little piece of control that they took back was going, we don't argue on blue days mm-hmm. because blue days are like this. Mm-hmm. We don't argue about who makes dinner on blue days because mm-hmm. this is what happens on blue days. Okay. And we don't argue about who wakes up early on orange days because orange, yeah. orange days. Yeah. You say because it, um, this is, because this is what happens. Yeah. And I think, again, part of what we just need to do is, is bust out of the, the, the routine, like kind of just the routine thinking. Um, and cause there's solutions. I, I kept going, there's probably an app for that. There's an app for that. There's probably an app for that. Uh-huh. But there's an app, for that. you know, yeah. like yeah. I'm not very good at words of affirmation. There's an app for that. Uh-huh. just be like it's not it doesn't have to be a barrier I think is what you're saying and interestingly I think what you're also saying the perpetual problem doesn't have to be a barrier uh to solutions right yes the perpetual problem doesn't have to be a barrier to solutions and it's not like you're not it's not like you're going to solve the problem where you're never going to encounter this issue again but I think that you can chip away at it and you can say what is something that we might be able to put in place that might ease the tension just a little bit or what are some of the agreements that we have well we agree that Saturday mornings both of like okay if we're talking about solvable problems I think a really great way to just sort of attack it is like, hey, on Saturday mornings, like, what are we chasing? What's the ultimate goal? What is the thing that we align on? Well, Saturday mornings, I'm pretty sure that we all just want to um, not work is kind of like the we want to we want to not work and we want to play. What does that look like for you? Well, play for me means I'm going to go out and I'm going to run. What does play for you? I'm going to lay around with my son and play video games. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think we could probably accomplish that. That's like the common ground that we can both find. Yeah. But I think, I think the other part of it too is like when I think about all of the solvable problem solutions that my brain gravitates toward have to do with taking control of time, money, or square footage. Okay. So like another one is about how I'm messy or like she's messy and I'm neat or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. There is about 80. No, let's see. It's two by six. So what's that? 24. I don't Whatever. There's, there's like 24 square footage of, uh, of space in my house that is on my side of the bed. That is really like as far away as possible from anything that anybody could see. Uh And so I can throw anything I want in that space. Like I can just go, like if I have messy or she can, if there's just stuff that's lying around the house and she doesn't want it there. She just throws it onto my side of the bed and then I just deal with it. And it's thing, but it, it eliminates the part about, I can't believe you leave your ex on the Y, you know, or I but can't believe you But that was an agreement at some point that you guys came up with of, Hey, totally uh, to solve an unsolvable problem. Totally. I'm, yeah. I am always going to be messy and untidy, but yeah. let's see if there's a way to reduce the tension in some sort of way. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if there's a way that we've done she that. She put my pans in the dishwasher again. Did she? Mm-hmm. Maybe she should never go into the kitchen and be responsible for dishes ever again. I'm just saying, I, I feel like it's pretty clear that all I want is not to put my pans in the dishwasher. I've given up so many rules, but... Um, I actually think that there was an issue where you... 
wanted, you were frustrated because nobody was putting anything in the dishwasher. They were just loading it. That into happened the once sink. too. Yeah. I've given up on that one though. I don't care about that anymore. I just don't put my pans in the dishwasher. Okay. That's it. Yeah. That's the other part too, by the way, of solving your uh, perpetual problems is maybe you need to care less about stuff. That's just, I'm just saying that to people who maybe are like, yeah, but he, or yeah, but she does. And yeah, but he, and I'm like, well, maybe also part of the solution is that you just don't, it just says you choose to not let it bother you. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, to, I was telling, <laughs> did I tell you this? I was talking through the state of the union. I think I, I think I said this last week. Mm-hmm. I was talking to the state of the union about this girl at learning how to ask for what she needs. Mm-hmm. And she said, to her husband, basically, I need you to stop being exactly who you are so yeah. that I can feel better about who I am. Yeah. And I was like, mm, that yeah, doesn't work. That but I think sometimes the reality is in, in her case in particular, and she, she would laugh about this. If everything is a 10, nothing's a 10. Sure. Like if everything is a 10, then I get to dismiss you quite a bit. So, you know, I think the art of staying married is letting eights be eights and twos be twos and, you know, responding to eights with eight energy and responding to two. With, I think that's actually the art of being alive. the eight comes along and I deal with it with eight energy. But if a two comes along, I deal with it with two energy because if I deal with eight at two energy and twos with eight energy, something's wrong. I I don't know what that means, but I will tell you that what it sparked in me about being having like, it it made me think about enthusiastically turning toward or just Mm. like, um, this is a very different topic, but just having enthusiasm and how you respond to your partner Mm-hmm. And I think we've really lost. I was just talking to new clients recently and and they're just like, man, we're just, we're not really enthusiastic about everything, anything anymore. I know everything. Like I know the consistency of my, of my partner's shit because I have been home with my partner all day long and nothing is new to me. Like I know what he ate for lunch. I know what he was listening to while he was in the shower. I know everything. There is nothing new, novel or exciting. And <laughs> And I was, I was thinking about this of just like, how do you respond enthusiastically when you just feel like there's nothing new or exciting happening around you? Um, and I have been, my girlfriend's the best that when her, when her daughter starts whining, she'll respond with her daughter by going, yippee, oh, huzzah, hooray, that's wonderful. And it's just this whole nother way of responding when you have a a negative Nancy or like grumpiness around you is just choosing the enthusiasm. And it just changes like for those of you that are enthusiasm without sarcasm, right? Like that sounds pretty condescending that your friend is doing. It is a (laughs) hundred percent. It is a hundred percent, but I really, I adore it. And I actually do it in times when my mindset is this really sucks in, in the moment of suck is I choose Mm -hmm. to respond to myself. It's not responding to her daughter in that way. It's responding to herself of, I'm not going to allow myself to get sucked in. And what I was going to say is for people who are driving and you're by yourself and you're like totally, or you have a kid strapped in the backseat or whatever, like just take a second and do exactly like what I did. Cause like the change in your body when you do, Zach, I really want you to do it. One of the, just try it. You don't have to try it on the podcast, but just try it of just like, yippee! Yeah. yeah, I'm definitely not going to do that. Oh, it I, feels so good. Especially if you do it. like a fist pump and maybe like a little jump into the air. It feels so good. It changes, it changes the way you feel anyway. All right. Anyway, <laughs> my, my, my Jones is 
solve your solvable problems. And I think that that is a thing that couples need to get better at. And I hope that we didn't even talk about solving your solvable problems. So all we talked about was finding some kind of solution in your perpetual problems, which is, yeah. Okay. It's the same kind of it's solving the solve. It's solving the solving part, the, the part that you part. can solve, solving the solvable part, control what you can. Control. There you go. All right. A lot of what people come into my office about and people go crazy about is all the things they can't control. Right. Including sometimes their own, the own story, the story they're telling in their mm-hmm. own head. So, you know, control what you can control. And then um, maybe it's frees up space for you to tell a different story. Let's go ahead and land this plane. You got it. much for listening to this episode of marriage therapy radio um i i'm just thinking this would be a great opportunity if you have the time to say thank you by leaving us a review on apple or spotify or wherever you listen to the podcast we appreciate reading your comments and um having our loving supporters give us a little props thumbs up stars all that good stuff um thanks for all of your time and attention making your relationship better today than it was yesterday Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.